0: Hey friends, Pastor Buddy Chapman, if you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for and we want to say thank you from Keep the Promise family as well as the Shoreline family all the way down in luxurious downtown Buckrow. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. I love it, man. If you all aren't here, you're missing out. But I tell you what, it's been such a great opportunity. We had some great praise and worship and we're going to jump on in to the message. Now, I don't know if they can see the the board over there, but I, I love using that thing right there. Because it just gets larger in life. How many know that it's just larger than life when you're dealing with Jesus? You've got a God that's got some big hands, and I tell you what, when we think our problems are big, you just put them at the feet of the cross and the hands of Jesus, and let Him work that out. So I want to jump on in with that, and I want to start off with this right here. My title of my sermon tonight is "I Wish I Knew." How many people wish they knew? All right. And, and I'm going to kind of unpack that a little bit. Yes. Amen. Everybody got some amens there. And, and what I want to talk about tonight is, you know, I've heard that many times, you know, and especially as I get older and older. This over here, this Man, I wish I knew. I wish I knew then what I know now. How about that? How would it be different? You know, and, and what was that pertaining to? Well, I'd have made more money. I'd have done this and all that. But I wish I knew more about Jesus back then. Amen. Because it could have saved me a whole lot of heartache. How about you guys? But you know what? It's never too late. This side of heaven, man. This side of the grave, man. Today could be your day. I don't care how old you are. I don't care about your background. God is good. Amen. So let's keep on rolling with that. So tonight, I'm going to kind of have a little bit of fun with this. How many people know that you can be a Christian and have a good time? (laughs) Amen. I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I know that because I'll tell you what, what I've seen in the past, you know, a lot of times when I was younger, I didn't know anything about church at all. I went once when I was five and once when I was 30, and there's a whole lot of time in between there, especially if you're a rock and roller, okay? And I always say that so people say, okay, we're deducting score points right now, all right? <laughs> this is a man. What is he talking about? The good news is I don't have to have a translator because I lived in Buckaroo almost all my life, and everybody can follow me right along, right? So sometimes being in Bacosa, they said, what do you say? What do you say? But we have a good time. So, three points tonight. Three points, y'all ready? You want to write them down? We're going to roll through them. I wish I knew. Now I know. Now what? All right? So, it's I wish I knew. Now I know. Now what? So as I begin to pray about this, the Lord just really start putting this on my heart. And I want to go ahead and, and, and get our scripture for tonight. If you got your Bibles with you, turn to Psalm 90. And this is uh, Psalm 90, verse 12 is really where we're going to be digging in. But it says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'm going to read that again. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How many know a heart of wisdom is a great thing to have? I'm going to tell you what, we need to be tuning in and looking to the Lord. Well, I did a little studying on this, and the Lord's so good to just just highlight a few things. I did not know this, and there's a lot I don't know. I wish I knew. You got that right? Y'all are following us? All right. Psalm 90 is the oldest psalm in your Bible. How about that? Didn't know that. Did a little, little research, research and that's what I found out. The oldest Psalm, right? That's pretty cool. It, Moses wrote this and he's talking about just, just sharing this here that we need to number our days. So if it's the oldest Psalm in the book and it tells us to, to, to be sure to number our days that we gain a heart of wisdom, I'd say that's probably a pretty good track record, wouldn't you? I think that's some good stuff. And also, as I was reading through there, my my heart and my eyes fell on this. Psalm 90, verse 12, it says, Teach us to number our days, right? That we may gain a heart of wisdom. And we come on down here a little bit more. And then I looked at 90, and verse 4. It says this, That a thousand years in your sight, Lord, are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Now, that's just telling you right there that life is fast. Amen. Life can be moving by. I said this at our church today. I'm 53 years old now, and I realize that I have lived longer than I probably will continue to live on this earth. Amen. 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 But I'm going to tell you what. I want to work with every breath, every step that I got to share the gospel message. How about you? Because you know what? I hope that through this, we understand that this life here is short, but eternity is long. And the decision you make for Christ today impacts your tomorrow, your next day, and your eternity. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you know, I'll just sit on the sidelines and I'll wait. You know, I don't know if I really want to give my life to the Lord. I kind of want to do my thing. Anybody been like that? Oh, both of you. Somebody else going to be truthful. Yeah, there you go, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. You know, we, we just thought, Well, man, we'll just wait till the last minute and slide in. But you know what? We never know when we're going to leave this earth. But isn't it good to be prepared? We can be prepared. You can know right now that you've got a home in heaven. Be secure in Christ when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. And, and look at this. Like I said, a thousand years in your sight, Lord, are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. Just a short period of time. So what we do with our little short period of time impacts our Eternity. I want you to hear that today. I keep going over that because that's a really, really big deal. And I want you to be just plugged in of what we're going to share with today. So with that being said, I'm going to go on and, and, and just hit a couple of things. And by no means is this list exhausted when it things I wish I knew. Okay? I had to kind of scale it down. So I want to move on with that a little bit. If you've got something to write with, feel free to take some notes. The first thing is this. I wish I knew that each day is a gift from God. I wish I really purposed that in my heart early on. See, early on in my life, and I don't know about you guys, but most folks that are not living for the Lord, and I was one of those for many years, that I, I looked around, and, and I would, if I was to take inventory of my life, it was all about me, not about the Lord, not about anybody else. Have y'all ever been down that road before? You might not even realize it, but, but I tell you, when you find out it's all about God, then you realize how much it's not about you. All right. So look at this. We see ourselves. So when we start looking at it, we take very little inventory of what God has done or what God desires to do in our life. We like to make our own plans that usually benefit us. We like to do our own thing to, so, so people will praise us. We like to do and, and, and say and, and work in a way that will elevate us. And, and that's called ego. Amen. E-G-O. But I'm going to give you a little something you can write down. Ego. You can look at it this way. Edging God out. See, I didn't think about that. Write that down. Ego. Next time you hear this, man, they got a big ego. They're edging God out of the situation. How many know it's best to have God in the center of everything you do? Yeah. Amen? And He is so faithful. Why do we want to, to run from Him and, 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 and battle Him and everything else? But so, I wish that I knew that each day was a gift. See, I think it was sometimes maybe we just thought that, that somebody owed us another day. Oh, we're young. I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice lady. I help somebody across the street. Like we're going to do something that that just really blows God away and go, man, you know what? I'm going to give him another day. You know, God gives us another day so that we'll turn to him. God gives us another day that we'll be able to use our life to reach people for him. Amen. So let's keep on going. If you all got any other ones we want to add to the list, feel free to jump in. Okay. Because this Sunday night, we're ready to roll. Look at this. How about this? I wish I knew that forgiveness is so freeing. Somebody say amen. Man, I'm going to tell you what, forgiveness is an amazing thing. When I got the message of Jesus Christ in my heart that my sins were forgiven, it transformed my life. Now, I've always been a little on the hyper side, but I'm going to tell you what, I put it to the floor when I found out that Jesus said, you're forgiven, past, present, and future. I got excited, and it ain't wore off yet. How about you? I'm telling you what. He says that our sin is separated as far as the east is to the west. He he throws them in a sea of forgetfulness. I needed that. How about you guys? Because I'm going to tell you what. We can mess stuff up when we drive, can't we? Well, let's keep on going. How about this? This is a good one for somebody here tonight. I wish I knew that worry is worthless. Oh, write that down, baby. That's a good one. I've mentioned this many times. I think I will get a t-shirt on this one time. Look at this. Hey, you can never worry a problem to a solution. But you can pray the promises of God... And see the miraculous happen. Amen. Right. Come on now. That's a good place to say amen. Y'all turn around. You can never worry your problem to a solution. Oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen about the rent. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, it's almost coming. Oh, it's, almost, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Why not take that time? Instead of focusing on your problem, focus on the problem solver and allow God to start working in there. Come on. There's a revival up in here. I knew it was coming. Come on. Woo, I'm ready now. Let's keep on rolling. So how many people going to worry when they leave here? Man, you're making me worry. We have a good time, man. But worry doesn't change a thing. Prayer can change everything. Amen. Let's focus on that. So look at this. Hey, I wish I knew this. That grace is amazing. It don't take long to find out that grace is amazing. Now, i I tell you what, I started thinking about that, and I said, man, how in the world do you you really get this around your mind? I've used this, and I I call this my my buckrow translation, and I I use our background to just try to meet people where they are. I said, isn't it amazing? When we get our hand caught in the cookie jar, we want grace. But when it's our cookie jar, we want their hand. Isn't that amazing? It's true, isn't it? Man, you get caught, man, you know, oh, Lord, please, Lord, let me go, right? But when it's somebody else, oh, man, off with the hand. You know, but I tell you what, that's not the way God works. Now, I'm not telling you to be a pushover. I'm telling you to be all in for Jesus. Amen. Let's talk about that some more. I was thinking, man, God's grace is just so amazing and so miraculous. Look at this, man. I thought this. How do we just how, how, how in the world can we set the limits on God's grace? It just keeps pouring out. It just keeps pouring out. We're going to talk more about that. Something else I wish I knew that God is love. Now, I'm going to get serious with that. When I was a young man, I thought God was some big guy that was waiting for me to mess up. I did not understand that he loved me so much. I did not understand that he gave it all for me to have a relationship with him. And see, I say me because you got to say you. You got to make it personal. It's got to be personal. We don't have religion. We got a relationship with Jesus. Amen. I want you to hear that tonight. We have a relationship because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, the finished work of the cross. We can come boldly to the throne of grace and say, I'm a father. Oh, man. Isn't that amazing? That freeing. I wish I knew that because I wasted so much time. See, I thought I had to clean up. All I needed to do was just to give up and just come to Jesus just the way I am. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, I've I've talked to people and 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 shared my faith with them and different things, and 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 it's amazing what we get in our minds that is not scriptural, because the devil loves it when you got a little dust on your Bible. He loves it if you got your Bible all shut up under your bed. Got a coffee table, Get sitting on the coffee table. You know the big ones like your grandma had. You got to take two people to move it over like that. Got all the birthdays in there, everything else. But does your grandma, has everybody, mom or them, had that? We had one. Look at everybody. Man, it's like, man, when you're little, when you're little, don't touch the Bible. Don't touch the Bible. Y'all over there, so you're already scared of the Lord, right? Don't get off that Bible. What's wrong with you? Don't get the Kool-Aid by the Bible, right? Like that's going to do something, right? The blood of Christ could take that stain out, man. It's all right. So keep on rolling. So like I said, this is not an exhausted list. I said, and the list continues. You can never exhaust the greatness of God. Write that down. You can never exhaust the greatness of God. I shared this this morning. My mom just celebrated her 89th birthday. Praise God. What a, what a super mama. I'll tell you what, we thank you, Lord. And one of the things I, I love to share, I said, mom, did you ever think you both would be a preacher? She said, absolutely not. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the vote, mom. But she's just being truthful. And then she told me the other day, and I shared this today too. She said, how in the world do you come up with something to preach on every day, every week, you know? I said, Mama, I can never exhaust the goodness of God in, 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 a, in a sermon. Man, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. How, people, how many people have studied the Word of God, read a passage over and over, and then next month you read it again, God just illuminates something else? Yeah. Even deeper, a deeper revelation of that. Oh, man, we were sharing today. I just want to jump into this. We were sharing about different things. And, and last time I was here, I think I preached on Acts chapter 3, talking about where Peter and John were going to the, to the gate beautiful. And what happens on the way to church? They have an opportunity. And they speak the name of Jesus. And they heal the man that's been healed for, for 40 years. He needs a healing. And man, boom, turns around the power of God. Comes on the man and he's, he's he's up and walking and running around. Well, today I was I was doing another message and I was sharing about when Paul and Silas went into town and guess what? They had another opportunity come in front of them. They had a, a a girl saying, "Hey, those guys are are from the God most on high, right?" Going around like this, and finally they got tired of all this going on. They had this young lady, as as a she she was possessed with a demon spirit, a young girl, and they were using her for gain. She was she was. Pulling a little bit of the future in. They were making money off her. Being used. See, Satan will use you, amen. God will set you free. And that was my last message here, but I I did something I could pull out of that for you today. And what I found was, the Lord showed me today. See, all that happened while they were going to church. They were walking to church. See, every time they were going to church, something tried to prevent them from going to church. But guess what? God calls them Opportunities. I just want to throw that out there. There's opportunities each and every day. And guess what? It doesn't even have to be on the way to church. It could be on the way to work. It could be on the way to your car. Don't miss the opportunities. Lord, help us not to miss those opportunities. I wish I knew that I could never exhaust uh, the greatness of God. And everybody said, amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. Now, there is a few things that I know now. And it's not because I'm the smartest guy. But there's some things that God is just so gracious in showing us. I have a choice each day. How about you? I want you to hear that today. It's a huge difference between a hope so and a I know so. I ask people all the time, if you die tonight, you know for sure you're going to heaven. And man, I know right off who knows Jesus and who don't. Because usually they say, well, I hope so. Oh, no, I'm not hoping so. How about you? I'm knowing so because I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I put my faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. I'm counting on Jesus and nobody else. Amen. How about you? They said, well, you think you're going to heaven because you're a preacher? Nope. Oh, because you're a nice guy? Nope. It's because of the blood of Christ. It's only because of Jesus. I want to tell you what. I always tell my friends and, 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 and church family, if I'm preaching and I happen to fall over without giving an altar call, just jump over and just say, do you know Jesus? You see how fast it happened. Amen. Don't miss that opportunity. All right, don't miss that opportunity to say, you see what happened to him? You better know him, right? (laughs) Because I want to go. Hey, we want everybody to know. So we have a choice each day to follow Christ, man. So look at this. I love this. We keep on rolling with this. It says here in my notes, it says, man, how blessed is that? That God gives us free will. He gives us good counsel. He gives us guidance of the Holy Spirit in the written roadmap of his word. Come on, man. I love that. I tease them all the time. Everybody talk. Oh, you got GPS in your car? You got GPS? I don't need GPS, man, on my spiritual walk. I got his word. God's perfect standard. Somebody say amen. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Open the word of God. And that's what you'll find. He will get you home. So can you say with all certainty that you know that you're his? I pray that each one here and each one listening could say amen. If not, we're going to tell you how you can. Be sure. Amen. Keep on tuning in. Share the message. We're going to keep on rolling. Guess what I know now? I know that Jesus forgives. Somebody say amen there. Amen. Do you know that he's in the forgiven business? Look at this. Got some scripture for you right here. Ephesians 1.7. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin in accordance with his riches of God's grace. How many know that God's got some riches? All right. Now, as a dad, I try to provide for my family, but there's some limitations sometimes. With God, there's no limitations. You know what happens? We put the limitations on it a lot of times. Let me tell you, God is ready and willing to forgive your sin. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. How about this? Did you know this? That I can cast my cares on him. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Well, we say we're not going to worry no more, right? How about we just cast our cares on Jesus? Amen. Amen. Look at this, Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Man, sometimes we go through things in our life that just shakes us. But you know what? When it does, I pray that it shakes the world out of us and gives us a better grip on the things of God. Amen. That's what I pray. My prayer tonight, if we're getting shaken, that we we let go of what we're holding on to the world so we can grab hold to the grace of God. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Let's keep on rolling here. What else do we got in Jesus? That his grace is amazing. Come on. It's more than a song. It's more than a song. Let me tell you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. I, I can do this in my sleep. I love it. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, At least anyone should boast. How many people have you opened the gift of salvation? How many people have you opened the gift of salvation? You said, well, how do I open it? By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Is there anything better than knowing Jesus? No, it isn't. It's amazing. His grace is amazing. And I want everybody to know that. And so look at this. There's not, you know, I was telling Michael on the way here, we're talking about, I said, you know what I love about the gospel? Nobody can boast about it other than in it. You can't say, man, I'm so smart, the Lord saved me. Wrong. (laughs) I'm so pretty, the Lord saved me. Nope. I'm so blessed. Let the Lord save me. Somebody say amen. That's what I'm talking about. We are so blessed because of what Christ has done. Even in our crisis, he made a way for us to come boldly to the throne of grace. Let's keep on rolling. And you know what else that I know now? Love. Look at this. 1 John 4, 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Somebody come on. That's awesome. I just can't get away from all the grace we got in here. Look at this. I was thinking, how in the world can you actually explain grace? So sometimes i got to break it on down. And so I put it in, in some way that maybe I could get my brain around it. I said, grace is like this. Grace is like a police officer pulling you over for speeding. And you're totally guilty. Somebody say amen. amen. I've seen you all drive. Go ahead and say amen. Yeah. Amen. And then you truly repent. And then the officer pays your fine. Gives you a hug. And then he gives you a brand new truck with a full tank of gas. That'd be grace, wouldn't it? Now listen to me, listen to me. I don't want to cheapen the real grace. I was just trying to break it down where we could chew on it. We said, that would be amazing. That would be amazing if somebody would do that. If that's amazing, how much more is this amazing? Come on. That is the deal. He said, you know what, while you were sinners, Christ died for you. Man, I want to know more about that Jesus. So you know what? I started digging in his word. I started seeking him out. I started praying, Lord. didn't even know how to pray. I just said, Lord, I know you for real. I know that I'm trusting you to hold me, Lord. I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross. And let me tell you, God began to open my eyes to the things of, of the word. And, and, and showed me that I didn't need to be in the things of the world. There is a big, big difference. Let's get back to this. Is God love? Absolutely. I thought maybe you guys might have heard this once or twice. First Corinthians, right? Let me read a little something about that. He tells us what God is. And and I I just love this so much when we think about this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Somebody tell me what's next? Love never fails. That's what I'm talking about. The love of Christ. The love of Christ. Even in your crisis, he can still love you through that. When we got things, when, we've, when we are, are, are dead wrong, he can make us alive in Christ. When we turn from our sin and turn to him. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. All right, we're going to roll on through. We're making some good time on this thing tonight. So we went through a few things, right? And now we're to the now what? What we didn't know and what we wish we did know All the way to what we do know. Now that you know those things. Now that you've got the pieces of the puzzle. Amen. What are you going to do? You tell me. What are you going to do about that? I pray tonight that we look at what God's done and we lay our burdens down. Amen. I pray that we lift up the name of Jesus. And I pray that we walk it on out. And I pray that we lose some of that baggage. Now I want to share a few things with you today. Because I tell you what, I've had the privilege, but also it's, it's tough sometimes being in the pastoral part. You sit with people that are going through a lot of different things. You know, you sit with people that are coming out of, of addiction. You sit with people that have lost a child. You sit with people that have, have broken relationships and, and marriages. You have people that, that just are having a tough time. And with all those things, we always have hope in Christ. That's the now what. What do you do with the now what? Do you apply what you know? Do you apply who you know to the situation? See, we have that choice. We talked about a choice earlier. What choice is it that God wants you to make? First of all, I tell you, the greatest choice you can ever make is to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. It will change your life. You say, "Well, I think I'm doing all right right now. I got diamond rings. I got money. I got a nice house. I got stuff." I'm not preaching against stuff, but I'm going to tell you what, just like Paul said, it's all rubbish compared to that of God, because I'm going to tell you what, no matter what you got, if you don't have Jesus, it don't add up to what God's got, amen, Amen? we could turn around, so you know, it's kind of funny, isn't it, sometimes, that you know, sometimes when we're looking at things, we just get overwhelmed, and we start that worrying again, and that worry starts coming in our heart, and it starts gripping us. And guess what? It starts producing fear. What happens when we, when we fear a little bit? It just shuts everything down. It does. It'll paralyze you, you know? And it's true. I mean, we, there's things that we're concerned about, but I want to encourage you from spending time with God that he can take you from that fear to faith. in the author and Perfector of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I have seen God do some mighty things. How about you? And he's still doing, you know, the craziest, the awesome, most amazing thing I saw God do. He saved me. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to see the sparks coming out and the arms growing back and all. that's great. But guess what? I'm not going to hell no more. How about you? When I heard about that in 1995, when somebody came outside the church and told me about Jesus on Halloween night, I was like, what? What? But you don't know my past. You don't know i got to share something with you. I went to a friend of ours, birthday yesterday, 80 years old. Praise God. Great man of God. Enjoyed it. Had all types of people there and everything else. And I lived in Fox Hill for a long time. Lived in Buckrow most of my life. Last 20 years have been over in Bucosa with my beautiful bride and two sons. been a blessing, all right? And so I was there and I was talking to people and I heard this voice. You know how you just know a voice sometimes? And I heard this guy talking. I said, I know that guy. And I went over there and I said, that's my old neighbor. He's not gonna know who I am. He's 82 years old. I said, hey, ma'am, how you doing? He said, hey, boy, what's up? He got a little fire in him. I like that. I said, you remember me? He said, I know who you are, boy. I said, put it there. And boy, he grabbed my hand, good old 82-year-old handshake. I was like, my goodness, boy. I said, don't mess up the picking fingers there, buddy. I gotta play tonight. Ooh. I said, I said, how long has it been? I said, been 30 years. He said, probably about 30 years. I said, 30 years and 30 pounds, huh? He said, I'm going to tell you what. He said, It'd been 30 years. Everybody got around the table. He said, that's good, Pastor. Buddy knows this guy. He said, you was a mess back then. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. But you know what? I got to think about it. He was right. He was right. He knew when I was hanging out, when I was doing this and doing that and everything else. And you know what? Guess what? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to newsflash. I didn't even care. Because I was too dumb to know anything different. How about y'all? You ever had that? I thought, yeah, man, I'm good. I ain't killing nobody. I'm just, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing what I want to do. Have you heard that before? Oh, my goodness. The things I wish I knew. Man, I was driving a wedge between me and God. With decision after decision after decision. Not even thinking about it. And God was putting people in my life that were trying to speak into my life but I had the world cranked up on 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has anybody ever used this excuse or heard this excuse? My neighbors, my other neighbors on the other side praying family, (laughs) they needed to be living next door to me. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Anything that was loud, anything that was fast, anything that was obnoxious, that's pretty much what I I owned. Guitars, motorcycles, everything else, big dogs, all that stuff, anything. You know, I'm telling I mean anything. I mean, everything, my dog was like the biggest one in the neighborhood, woo, 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 woo. It's like, that must be Buddy's dog, got a big mouth like him, right? <laughs> so anyway, they were praying for me, Have anybody said, they said, look, look, why don't you go to church with us? I said, you've got to be kidding me, right? What did I say? That place will burn down if I walk in there, right? Everybody says that, you know, that's a cop out, I'm just telling you, that's a cop out if y'all say that. It's not going to burn down. What's going to happen is you might, get, you might get the benefit of the doubt and get saved and hear the message if we stop this and open this. Oh, my goodness. And see, my neighbors, when I got saved, they go, this man has been with Jesus, right? Because everything started changing. Now, I've got to do a lot of work in my life. You can pray for me. If you got somebody you want to add to your prayer, prayer, pray for me all the time. But things started changing in my life. God brought me a, a, a beautiful wife. Man, I was hanging out all hours of the night, everything else, all this stuff. I met Denise, I was home by nine and I started planting pansies in the front yard. (laughs) I'm telling you, I ain't kidding. My weightlifting buddy was over there. He goes, he says, so you think this is the one? I go, "Uh, yeah, I think so. He said, well, me and Teresa was talking about we know it's the one. We ain't never seen you plant any pansies since you've been living here 10 years. Yeah, it's amazing. But see, I wanted that. I wanted a family. I wanted, I wanted what God had put in my heart. But I had over, I had put layers and layers of Buddy Chapman over that heart and more music and more this and more stuff and more this. Oh yeah, man, I had the car. You know how many cars I've had? I think the last count, 51 cars. You know how many nice cars i had? (laughs) Like three. But but man, I I thought the stuff was going to fix it. Got to have another car. Oil change, let's get another car. Let's get another car. Well, guess what happens? When you trade a car in and you ain't paid the other one off, they make that other car payment this big. Things I wish I knew. Amen? (laughs) Things I wish I knew. Now what? I don't want that. But you know what? Through all those things, God was so gracious in putting people in my life. It's amazing. Over time. And things like that. To see that. And you know what I love? When I'm playing music and I hear it when one of my rock and roll buddies gets saved. I love it. Oh man, I I share this about every time. Y'all just love me through it. People, when I got out of the rock and roll stuff and I started playing music for the Lord, everybody would ask you this. Hey, man, doing any jamming, man? I said, oh, man, I'm jamming every week. Really? Oh, man, I got a house gig. I got a house gig. I'm jamming every week. Really? Where are you playing? Oh, sales, it's nice. It's nice, man. You, you could come. I got some connections. I could get you in there. Man, can I sit in with you? Come on. Where's it at? I said, it's called the church. <laughs> they said, what? They're letting you play in the church? Yeah, they will. Isn't that amazing? I love it, man. And it's so crazy because I did, didn't know how to read music or anything else. God, I was just like, whoo, what, what chord was that? You know? And man, God had just graciously multiplied that stuff. And see, and I, and I share this from time to time, and I just want to get to know you better as we just continue in this, re, this you know, relationship. Is I, I probably mentioned it last time too. Man, can you imagine me being shy? How about that? Oh, man, I was the guy, if we had something at school, I was like this, oh, Lord. Now, I did pray then. Lord, please don't let them, don't let them call me. Lord, they don't call. And you know, the teacher knows when you don't want to be called, don't you? My wife's a school teacher, and she'll pick you out in a minute. Oh, the Lord don't look at me. These are going to be, ah, Buddy Chapman. I think she said Bobby. Buddy Chapman. Yes. Would you like to share with the class? No. One of the things we had, man, I mean, we're just going to have a good time tonight. We, every every Monday we had to do current events. I had one guy in my class every Monday, for the whole year, he would do a, a, a thing on the Devil's Triangle. <laughs> I'm kidding. What's up? I can't be that much going on the Devil's Triangle. He'd have everybody terrified. he said, man, if you're going there, you're going down. You're going down. Everybody goes, oh. Had another kid, when he would get up to speak, he'd go like this. he seemed like, and they went to... And the dog ran down the road. And he went back to the road. And he came back and went down. And everybody's gone. And then you had me. I mean, I'm sweating, man. Everything else. (laughs) And that's the way it was. (laughs) I was terrified, man. So to think, to be called to preach, I'm thinking, Lord, I know you didn't mess up, but I'm thinking maybe we just like jumped a generation. Maybe it's my kids or something. I don't, I don't know. But see, God was so gracious. He took something that I love to do, and he allows me to do it for him, playing music. And so what happened was he would allow me to play music a little bit, and he let me step out a little bit and step out a little bit more and step out a little bit more. And I always tell people, I said, man, you know what? I don't know a lot of uh, hymns or anything, but I know a lot of a good fast uh, Christian songs. And the good news is you'll get the good news sooner because it's faster. You know, you never know when the Lord's coming back. I said, pick it up, Thomas. He might be coming back. Yeah, he just don't know. But from time to time, he would turn around and, 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 and I get a little brain. Say, I'm going to just go. See, this was my six string crowbar. I started out like this. You uh, know, I play a little bit. And then, just like that kid, him the current events, I'd sneak out a little bit more. I'd be playing a little bit. Jesus saves. <laughs>
1: That's
0: about all I was saying. I was
1: scared of them saying it more,
0: man. Oh, man, let me tell you. Now I'm getting real brave, right? I get out there. God loves you. Right. I read it. It just a little at a time, a little at a time, man. And then we get out there. I was thinking, oh, man, they want you to go play for some of the kids at church. You know what I'm thinking? I was, I don't know. They're young kids. They want to hear something. they young kids. I got I to gotta do something. Let me see. Let me see. Let do something. Let's see. It does a whole lot better when you don't have bacon grease on your fingers. But anyway, I'm doing this little thing, and they're going, Oh, that's pretty cool. And I said, well, that ain't nothing. Let me tell you about what Jesus has done. And see, what was happening is, I was using this guitar as a six-string crowbar to open up the door about Jesus. And then one day the Lord said, put it down. I go, I don't want to put it down. Put it down, put it down, put it down, put it down. How many people wrestle with God sometimes? There you go. Well, you know about the guy who wrestled with him, got his, got his leg pulled out of socket, didn't you? Y'all remember that in the Old Testament? Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jesus. The very thing that I love to do, God allowed me to do it for him. And and what I'm telling you this, what is the passion that God's put in your heart? What is it God has already equipped you with that you can use for him? You say, well, buddy, I don't play music. That's okay. Buddy, well, I don't sing. That's okay. Maybe you're a prayer warrior. Maybe that it's it's that, you know what, that God says, you're a good listener. You know, most of the people that have really impacted my life, you know who they are? Amen. She was right on there. The listeners. I'm working on that right now. I'm talking. But anyway, I thought y'all liked that. (laughs) Pray for me. But it goes both ways, right? It does. Aren't you glad that people will listen and love you where you are and have the fingerprints of Christ on their life so that you feel like you could come and share things with them? And you know what? You always want to line it up with the Word of God. But I'm going to tell you what. I know in a group this size that sometimes we've got a lot of stuff going on in our life. I know that a lot of times, you know, the now what is we don't really lay things down. We store things up. And I'm not talking about good things in heaven. I'm talking about we we store things up. Some of the bitterness. How many know that bitterness never makes things better? It just never does. You know? And you know what? You could try to hide it, but it's all on your face. And the Lord already knows. You know? You ever, you ever got a promotion at work and a girl next to you thought it was supposed to be hers and she goes, oh, that's just so great. I can't believe you got that's wonderful. Thank God, oh, gosh, that's wonderful, right? Yeah. You know she didn't mean it. What happens if she got the raise and you didn't? Would you be going, hey, uh, Would you say, you know what? Praise God. Will we be happy for somebody else? Will we be willing to come along and, and, and stand in the gap with somebody else? Are we willing to lift up the name of Jesus even when we feel like we're going down? Getting real now. There's a lot of things in our life, and there's a lot of things that, that, that just weigh heavy on us. But you know what? How about now? The now what? Will we walk it out? Will we continue to walk with the Lord? So all y'all came in here, and you saw these little things right here. I'm going to grab one. Everybody got one of these? It's a, it's a blank little sheet here. And, and, and I tell you, I pray that you got that. If you got a pen, that's fine. If you need a pen, holler, and we'll get one to you. And, and I, I'm going to ask Tanya to come up and play a little music for us. And I want to I just get real serious with you here for just a minute. All right? I'd like you to come on and play a little bit of something for us. All right? Everybody ready? You say, what is he going to do? I can tell you what I'm not. I don't have to pick six lottery numbers, okay? I don't have to pick three. I don't have any of that. I got something much better. I want you to hear We talked about laying it down. We talked about lifting it up and walking it out and talked about losing the baggage. I don't know about you, but there's probably always a little something that's robbing me from God's best. Now, I don't know what that is for you, and I don't need to know what that is for you. God already knows what it is for you. And what I want to ask you is, she plays for a minute, to lift your heart to the Lord. And whatever that thing is that's keeping God's very best between from you, you don't even have to write it down. Just write a cross on it. Now, by no means by putting a little ink on the paper does it forgive your sin. But what I want you to do, I want you to walk through this with me because it's going to give us a, 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 a little something that we can just put our hands on. But I'm really trying to get to your heart. So think about it. What is it that God keeps coming back and whispering in your ear, say, let it go? What is it that you keep trying to hold on to instead of holding on to the hand of God? I don't know what it is. Somebody might have one little mark on there. Somebody might have 25. Matter of fact, I could probably use a pen myself because you know what? There's always something trying to inch in between me and God. The enemy's always trying to inch in and keep you away from God's best. So as we're here tonight, I ask you to just close your eyes and I want to pray with you. And Lord, I ask you, as we spend time with you tonight, that we just get real about this. And Lord, by no means do we want to miss out tonight. And Lord, I pray that this is just a, a time of freeing and, and breaking the chains of some things that have just been really holding us back. And as I'm praying for my brothers and sisters and I'm praying for myself and I'm praying for the folks that will be watching this tonight and later on and next week or whenever the case. I want you to connect for a minute. I want you to connect to the cross. See, a lot of times we come to church and we get all prayed up and we we lay, lay the baggage down, you know. We got our trash bag full, man all the stuff but then we get ready to go out into the world somehow we manage to find our way back and grab that and carry it again and God says no I've already taken care of that on the cross amen so today as we pray and we look at how he's taken our sin and made him white as snow I pray that you just be real for a minute I pray, you know what? That you have great boldness. And that you know what? That we bring that to the foot of the cross. Whatever that is. Take a minute. You say, what will people think? They already probably know. We're not going to read it. It's between you and God. I just want to try to help you step out in faith. I just want you to realize that you know what? What God has done for us He took all the trash in our life. He took all the things away that will hinder us in our relationship with Him. But we keep picking it up. So friends, I'm just going to be real with you right now. There's things in my life that I need to write down that's got my thumbprints on them instead of Jesus' on them. So with that being said, I'm going to tell you what, Lord, I'm asking you to take these things And as I lay them here, Lord, I ask you for forgiveness. And I'm going to challenge you tonight to take a step out from where you are and just ask the Lord to forgive you those things. Bring them up here. Put them in the cross as a way of saying, Lord, I'm done. I'm not picking it up. Would you do that? Not for me, but for you give you a few minutes to think about that. You know, friends, I'll tell you, today, when you leave here and you've brought these things to the cross, we just stepped it out. It was all done in your heart. It was all done in your heart. But I thought maybe by a simple illustration that maybe you just let it go now. Because he said it is finished. Don't pick it back up. He washes our sin away He sets us in the family of God. And I don't know about you. That's a freeing thing. And Lord, we praise you because that we are free. And if there's one here tonight that does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that tonight is the night that you call upon the name of Jesus. You say, but you don't know what I've done. I don't need to know what you've done. God knew that you would be here tonight God knew what the message was that He was going to lay on my heart. God knows that you're watching now. Whenever now is, you have the opportunity to come to Him just as you are, but be transformed by His love, by His sacrifice. What must I do to be saved? Put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. There's only one way to heaven. He does it in John 14, 6. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father but by me. Don't try to make it hard. Jesus did the hard part. Receive that. You can hear about that and you can hear about that. But you need to receive that. And I pray tonight that you receive that. Lord, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters. whose bodies are, are, are sore and worn and weak. We pray the mighty name of Jesus and healing over their bodies. Lord, we pray for family members that have gone astray. We pray for marriages that have been just on the outs, Lord, that you bring reconciliation. We pray for children that, that have gone their own way. We pray for those that have been battling addiction. Lord, bring them home and set them free in the mighty name of Jesus. Because your name is above all names. And Lord, you are willing, you are able. All good gifts come from our Father. And Father, I thank you that you're doing the work right here right now in the hearts of your people. And for those that maybe did not know you, they know now that you're a lover of their soul. That you gave it all. You sacrificed. You gave your life. You paid their sin debt in full. Man, receive that, friends. Receive that. And everybody said, Amen. Stand to your feet. Let's praise the Lord. We're going to send you out with a song. How many people was blessed tonight? Somebody say amen. Amen. Has anybody been blessed tonight? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I want to share a little something. This is a song we wrote some time ago. And how many know sometimes when you're going through a tough patch, God can do amazing things. Sometimes it's, it's where he does the best work. Amen. This song right here is called New Day. And I'm going to give you a little background on this. How many people like a fresh start? Mm, I know. A new day, a fresh start. God gives that to us. I had, had knee surgery after knee surgery after knee surgery. Shots in my legs. Trying to, trying to get things squared away. And on one of those shots, they gave me a shot, and I got a staph infection. Let me tell you, staph infection can kill you. And I started on this song, and I knew something was wrong with my body. I've had the shots before, and I told my son, I said, Tom, something's wrong with my leg. And I preached that day, and my leg got bigger and bigger and sore and sore, and we prayed about it. And I said, "Man, no, something's wrong with my leg. Late. And I called the doctor, and the doctor said, Well, you know, why don't you just come on in tomorrow? You'll be all right. And my family said, He, he can't wait till tomorrow. I couldn't even get my leg. Was so, like that. so my ton, son took me to the doctor, and they looked at that, and he said, what, what in the world happened? I said, I don't know. I don't know. Could I have a blood clot? Could I have this? Could I have that? And they called other doctors, and they said, well, you know, we'll, we'll, let's just see what's going on. And one guy said, no, he's got to go. He's got to go, and they're going to have to do something. And I remembered them giving me more medicine, more medicine, more medicine. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm hurting, I'm not a real good patient. And one of the things I do, I do this, oh, oh. <laughs> and Thomas said all night when I was in the hospital, I was going, oh. It hurt so bad because I thought my leg was going to explode. And they did the surgery, and they came back, and they run all the tests. And it takes a little while to figure out what's going on with the test. And they probably shouldn't even have done the surgery, but God is good. And when they came back from doing the surgery and they run all the other tests, they said, he's got a staph infection. You don't want to have surgery when you've got a staph infection. And they put a pick line in my arm. And all I knew about that was, That's for sick people. That's not good. And I had a lot of time to think How about that. And I started thinking about all that God had done for me and how much more that I wanted to do for him. Not because I have to to gain his love because we already got it. Not because it's going to give me any better standing. There's no better standing than, than having a relationship with the Lord. But I knew when I came out of that that God, had a purpose for my life let me tell you you don't necessarily have to go get cut on to realize that God's got a purpose in your life Mm -hmm. but I tell you what I was thankful for that new day and when I got home we finished writing this song I want to share it with you right now it's called new day y'all ready to praise the Lord
1: you brought me a from above, your loving kindness was shown for all of us. No better love could there ever be. You gave your life, Lord, to set us free. And I sing hallelujah, praise to the King. And I sing hallelujah for forgiveness of my sin. And I sing online. Praise God.
0: Praise God. I want to thank you guys for having us today. I'm going to ask Michael. We're going to get ready to wrap it up. Hey, please share the message. Thanks for everything, guys. We had a great time. Check out our website at keepthepromise.org and look at what God's doing. And man, tell us what God's doing in your life. We'll see you real soon. Thank you guys for having us. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Woo!